Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers, the podcast where we are talking today about The Leftovers, Season 1, Episode 9, The Garveys at Their Best. Spoiler alert for all of The Leftovers, Season 1, up to Episode 9, and for Lost, Season 1, up through Episode 9. I am Mr. Sal, here with Kurt. How are you today, Kurt? I'm doing just fine, Mr. Sal. What about you? Uh, I'm, I'm couldn't be happier. <laughs> really? Couldn't be happier, <laughs> Is, this is the peak that means? No, no, no. <laughs> I never get that saying, couldn't be happier. Like That doesn't really? mean that I won't be this happy again. It's but, just... but it means you're at the peak then, couldn't be happier. Or does that mean... Oh, I see. I thought you meant the peak of the series. No, no, no. Like, if you couldn't be happier, I no, think that, that, that implies, like, you literally... You're right. This is it. This is, this is the peak happiness I can be. I'm at the apex. It's all downhill. Or no. I can hit the peak again. That was a dirty, dirty lie. Okay. Well. I'm. I'm. Uh, th- I could definitely be happier. Okay, that's what you're saying there. I could be happier, but then everyone thinks you're unhappy. You say that. We could have a coronavirus vaccine. Could maybe that would make me happier than I am right now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. It is. <laughs> so, what other things that are what they are include everything. So, <laughs> we have here. The Garvey's at their best. We have a full flashback episode. Mm-hmm. Now remember, Patty just killed herself yeah. and was bleeding out in Kevin arms, Kevin's arms the last we checked mm-hmm. in on the leftovers. Mm-hmm. And Jill. Jill had just gone to stay at the with the guilty remnant mm-hmm. last we checked in with the leftovers. And Amy. Amy had just broken up with Jill and left the Garvey's house when last we checked in with the leftovers. And Nora. <laughs> um Nora was checking her messages and getting no message getting a broken up she message. She saw a gun. She saw she saw a gun. Oh that's right. She found that she saw that someone had broken into her house and left the gun on the bed when last we checked in with the leftovers. And Kevin Sr. Kevin Sr. had returned to the what are we calling that place? I don't know. Is that a nursing home? I don't actually know what that it's is. It's not a nursing home. It's it's uh, a psych ward or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's admitted to it, so I don't Yes. I don't know. So okay, so uh, to his psychiatric center. Okay, psychiatric uh, center, okay. After trying to give Kevin the National Geographic magazine when last we checked in with the leftovers. And Dean. Dean left Kevin on his own to deal with Patty. When last we checked in with the leftovers. And Megan. Megan was being really difficult to handle. <laughs> and talking a lot, despite being in the guilty remnant. When and last Tom. Tom had just found Tom 2.0, Christine <laughs> 2.0, and come home to find Christine with baby girl. What about Wayne? Last we knew of Wayne, he was squatting in some <laughs> awful basement hallway this looked terrible i love well hit me with uh, pastor matt what's he doing reverend matt yeah reverend matt sorry last we knew of him he was leaving a message to nora to apologize for asking her for money okay it's good enough for me oh, oh no wait a minute i'm i take that back last we knew of matt she he was uh he was Handing out flyers about the guilty remnant and getting apologized to by Meg. No, yeah, oh, yeah, because he was in that episode. Yeah, 
so th that's where we last left the leftovers and now we are not going to pick up on any of those storylines in this episode that, that last episode was a good setup episode because not only was it the best episode of the series to me it also yep. sets up the finale which we'll see and so i wonder so i know you're talking about the mirror episode of this with loss about how maybe you'll like this more in the future when you see some future episodes and maybe you'll look back at it and it'll be better and yep. i wonder the same with this because i mean obviously they've just taken a break in the momentum to show me the past which answers some questions and whatnot mm -hmm. but I, I certainly want to see what's going on in the present but i wonder if i'll like the finale more having seen this right like if, if it i think that you will i okay. I, I but but I'll, we'll have to revisit that after the finale. But so let's before we go any further, let's let's hear what you think. What where were I know you were excited about this episode. You were very excited for a full flashback. Eight out of ten. What? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> so I mean that's not as good as Cairo, but that that's on par with say, you know, guess solitary from Lost. Yeah. Oh God! Come on. You put this episode on par with solitary from Lost. It's the same rating, but I like this one more. By the way, you should be giving spoilers because we haven't broadcast Solitary from Lost yet. Oh, crap. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> I, listen, I hope people don't listen to the podcast just to hear our ratings and go, okay, we're done now, guys. Let's tune up. <laughs> if, if that's a spoiler enough that people don't watch it, yeah. oh, well. <laughs> Fair, fair enough fair enough but uh so this is an eight out of ten so you put it on par with say solace for tired feet or guest uh yeah. you've given quite a few episodes of the leftovers an eight out of ten yeah it, uh, it, it's a it's a pretty good episode i definitely i like it quite a bit listen leftovers is a really great series i love the series oh so, but great. great series and that doesn't get a nine out of ten unfortunate but well it's a great eight out of ten I mean, I, I give it a 10 out of 10 because I'm a lot more liberal with my <laughs> than you are. Um, and really, there's just nothing in this episode that I don't like. But I will I will absolutely admit that I like Cairo. I'm going to say Cairo because that's what it should be, not Cairo. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say that I like Cairo more than this one. Oh, yeah, me too. So I can very much sympathize with that. You ready to go through this? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, so we we open with Kevin running, which is exactly where we opened with Kevin in episode one. Yes, I wanted to make. I I knew that, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the dog got shot. Is what I noted too. Yes. No dog in this in this yeah. scene. Though. I was ready for one though. I was like, oh, we're gonna see a dog. We're gonna see Dean. He, he does stop by a mailbox, mm -hmm. which we've come to recognize as something that is important in the symbology of the leftovers apparently it's what connects kevin to tommy and there's certainly a lot going on with kevin and tommy in this episode but we we saw kevin at least at least in a dream if not in reality uh deal with the dog in the mailbox and we in the same episode that we saw that we saw tommy putting the money under the mailbox well in this episode kevin has hidden cigarettes under a mailbox huh. So he goes for a jog and smokes, which yeah. seems a little counterproductive, but this, that's what he does. So I think this is how we first know this is pre-departure. Um, you know, I know it because you told me, but yes. we know in the Patty dialogue in the last episode, Patty's like, are you, 
talked he curbed smoking because patty offered him a cigarette and yep yeah patty was like oh okay i didn't know you did so so yeah so if you were watching this you know tabula rasa (laughs) with a blank slate do you think this would have been enough to indicate that we were in the past i feel like i don't know i remember patty talking about him smoking so i i feel like it would have but i'm not so sure I mean, I think that just the way the music is playing, the way he's out jogging, his hair looks different. You know, it's it's definitely doesn't oh, seem like we're in the- different. Oh, Jill. Oh, <laughs> so funny what they're doing, Jill. I love it. It is. I know. I, I agree. Uh, but anyway, the, the this fact that we've never seen Kevin smoking and here he is hiding cigarettes under a mailbox. And, and he did just tell Patty that he quit. So I think that. Uh, and that's I love all the callbacks. It's like they address every question that you had leading up to this in this flashback, and one of them being Patty refers to Lori telling her that Kevin used to that Kevin smokes smokes, but here we see it. Kevin smoking. He also sees this deer with the sun shining through its antlers. And deer have been important throughout the course of the leftovers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, certainly, especially in his house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, he he had seen that deer in the yard of the person who owned the first dog that he encountered on his run, who Dean shot. Uh, that he thought was just a statue of a deer, and then it turns out it disappeared. So it was a it was actual an actual deer. And you know, the deer broke into his house. He was having a conversation with the deer when the feral dogs attacked it and ate it. <laughs> um, and here we see another deer. Uh, now, do we think this was the same deer that he was seeing in our current timeline? I did not think of that. And I, I, mean, I, I didn't think of that at all. And I now know, no. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then it crossed my mind of, oh, is that the same deer? I, I mean, that's that was the first thing that came into my head. Was this the same deer? Uh, and then at the end of the episode, when he shoots the deer in the head, we know this is not the same deer. But, but I, I thought that there was a possibility all, all throughout that this was the same deer. But the fact that it's not the same deer actually tells us a little bit as well. And that you know, this is a deer that kept getting stuck in buildings. And later, we're going to, or not later, earlier, you know, in the series we saw in our current timeline this deer that got stuck in his house mm-hmm. so there's a there's a little bit of a connection there anyway so he's obviously hiding the smoking because he's hiding the cigarettes under the mailbox he keeps listerine or some kind of mouthwash in yeah. his car you know, show hoppers brought to you by listerine anyway listerine, not sure. please sponsor us okay go on. Yeah. <laughs> only if only big listerine is listening <laughs> but uh he's obviously trying to hide this yes he he did something else too didn't he that other than just the mouthwash i don't remember what else he did Did he do anything with his clothes i don't think so i don't remember anyway uh then he goes home now if you haven't figured out yet that we're in a different timeline here Oh yeah, certainly. Well, I love out. what they did here when he enters the home. I want I want to put a note of this is that oh, he throws God. the keys in the dish instantly. I'm like, okay, this is his house. Yeah. I was like, the second he throws the keys in the dish, what a oh, 
I love I love when you convey a lot of information in just a simple way or something, and that was just I love when you can do time jumps in a seamless way or something. Yep. And definitely, if you didn't know at this point, they clearly tell you here just by the simple throwing of the keys into the dish, and certainly in a few moments, if you still didn't catch it, they they get more and more obvious as time oh, goes yeah. on. I mean, I, and but I do, I do, I love that about this episode because they could have just flashed up right in the beginning when he was running, you know, October thirteenth. 2010 or whatever or 2011 i think is 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 when it took place so like, they could have just done that and they they didn't so you're kind of along for the ride and, and wondering what's going on here and then you get confirmation when he comes into this house throws the keys in the dish you now know oh this is his house okay this is not the same timeline we've been in this is either way in the future or way in the past mm-hmm. yeah so yeah and what do you think of this house Oh, beautiful. My first thing is like a beautiful house. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a gorgeous house. Now, Kevin isn't even the chief of police at this point. Yeah, so my immediate thought was, what what does Lori do for a living, right? Like, how, how do they have such a nice house? There's something... Yeah. Kevin's surely not making... He surely didn't get a pay cut when he became chief of police, I think. That's no. Why, I certainly has to be something with Lori. Lori is either, like, from a wealthy family or is making Boku bucks or whatever. Yep. Absolutely. Now, did you know it was her talking on the phone? I I was guessing it was, but it, it made okay. Well, I, I want to say I love what they did here with Lori because they know everyone wants oh. to hear Lori's voice, and I'm like hearing it. And I don't I don't know the actor's voice at all, so I can't match the voice to the face. And at we all. have not heard it a single time. Exactly. Yeah, they tease in the one patty like breakfast place. Yep. But I was so I was listening, and I was I I knew I was like, is this bait or is this actually going to be Lori? And my first thought was, it's Lori's Lori, and then partway through, it's like, what if this is like a lady he's been having? Because I know we knew Kevin had an affair, which we get into later in the episode. And I was like, what if this is the person's affair place, right? Yep. And so he just, but then I was like, no, he threw the keys in the dish. I don't think he'd even do that. I was like, yep. <laughs> I don't know, I don't think he'd even do that. So I was back on the Lori bandwagon, and then by that point, they, they, you know, yeah, stop the I mean, blurriness and show Lori like, talking. They milk it for for a while. Oh yeah, I, I, they 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 know what they're doing there. <laughs> yeah, they they let you hear her talk for quite a while before they even show you her blurry in the background before they finally bring her into focus. Yeah, and you see that this is actually Lori, and and how jarring is it to hear Lori talking and just like a normal person? Yeah, just a normal. It's not not even like she hasn't talked in forever and then. Gave a few words, like if she would have done, I felt like, at the breakfast place. Yeah. She's just full out, comp- and for the whole episode, right? Just yeah, normal person. Everyone here is just very normal. Yep. Chatting and whatnot. I, and it's, and it's, I mean, I love Amy Brenneman. I think she's amazing in this whole series. And what she has conveyed without any words at all so far in the series is, is nothing short of remarkable. And now to hear her just conversationally talking, it's like my jaw's on the floor. Like, I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and then, you know, she she says, you know, it just things as everyday, run-of-the-mill, boring as, I'm going to make you some French toast. <laughs> Which, by the way... Oh, my God, I didn't realize that. But you just said it right now. <laughs> oh, I'm so the glad you did that. Patty was, oh, my God, it's the same... Oh, I didn't even realize that. This is what I mean. Like everything in this episode ties back to something we've already seen. It's amazing. I didn't even realize until you just said I didn't realize connection to the French toast. Huh. Yep. 
Oh well, whatever. So for, for the for those of you who haven't made the connection yet, Patty ordered French toast for Lori when they were in the diner. Yeah, presumably knowing that that's what Lori would have ordered herself. Lori must just like French toast. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But if, all is not perfect. We <laughs> see Kevin admiring the cracks in the wall. Perhaps symbolic of his literal house having cracks in the wall <laughs> and the cracks in, the, in his family that exist. Certainly. So, yeah. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of party planning going on. We don't know what this party is yet, yeah. but do we know at this point that it's for his father? I don't remember. No, we don't. It, because I thought it was going to be for Tommy. Oh, okay. Not till a little later. I realized it's for We're talking about, Junior. You know, if you heard from Tommy, why isn't he here yet? Is he coming back? You know, so Tommy was presumably at college, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then wasn't back yet. Uh, and they say that they're going to be meeting with a breeder, yes. a dog breeder, because they're thinking about adopting a puppy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything you want to add to any of this? Uh, I, I took a guess because I think Lori got a phone call. I was like, is she in real estate? Because you talked about a client. Talked about oh, yeah. how, how's things. So I was like, is she in real estate? Is that how they afford this nice house? So I was really curious on how they have this nice house. Yes. Uh, and I thought Lori must be doing something that makes a lot of money. So I just guessed real estate <clears throat> at this point. I mean, yep. obviously that was incorrect. We'll later find out, but yep. I just guessed. I was like, is she in real estate? Right. Based on that. Okay. But no, that's about it. Okay. Because uh, the, this next bit is even more helping to me than than hearing Lori talk because Jill comes down the stairs and she is downright jovial. I mean, yeah, she's got her headphones on. She's singing and dancing. I know she's so happy. She's (laughs) what a, what a contrast she becomes. Oh man. She goes gold kind of Gothic esque. Not quite, but you know, yeah. Mellow, not really happy, happy person. But here she's just singing, smiling, laughs at everything. Her life is perfect right now. And we know what she's about to lose and and what's about to happen in in her life. And, and, but it's amazing to get to see what she was like before and just how happy she was. Mm Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I, I thought it was. That was funny watching Jill, and it's also a mouthful of braces. Yeah, I I love when they have to make actors younger. Yeah, flashbacks or older. I love seeing what they try to do. Like, um, she looked so much younger. They did good work for her. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Anyway, uh, that's all we get at the Garveys for now, Mm -hmm. uh, because the next scene shifts to Nora's house. I love Nora in this episode as well. I mean. Oh. Of course. There's not as much of her, obviously, as the Garveys. Right. For good reason. I mean, it's not... Yeah. But, uh, every, every time, because you, you know what's going to happen. Oh, I know. So, but this, in this episode, or this, not in this episode, in this scene, like, they seem pretty happy. You know, Overall, Doug, yeah. Doug and Nora are in bed. The kids come and, like, sweetly wake them up, and, and they... Doug seems so nice and supportive uh, when Nora's talking about her job. You know, Doug says, do you want it? And she says, yeah, I do. And he says, well, then you're going to get it. You know, it, it's, 
it seems like they're like this perfect nuclear family that couldn't be any happier i've heard that term in so long nuclear family oh i know (laughs) but sorry but we you know we we do learn that nora was uh has a job interview this day um and that doug seems to be very supportive of her Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm trying to think is there anything i want to say on that i don't know i mean it's really interesting to see your kids come and read her and it's kind of sad at the same time because oh. of how happy she is, right? Because you know what's going to happen, and it's like, oh. yeah, it's so sad seeing this, knowing that she's about to lose all three of them. It's just. I also wanted to be noted, and eventually it does pay off. The moment I saw Nora and her kids, I kept looking for paper towels. Oh, good! I'm glad you remembered. <laughs> oh, because I know the paper towels have something with their disappearance. So I was yes. like, is there paper towel around? What's going on? Again? I'm so glad you remembered that. Okay, good. <laughs> Well, well, we'll get there, but not until like, yeah. the very end of the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Everyone, keep, keep, keep the mental you. observational look of Apple. Good for you. Wow. Oh, thank you, Mr. Sal. By the way, I, I owe you an apology later in the episode. Okay, good. I love it when you apologize. <laughs> but I wonder if you know what I'm talking about. Of course. Oh, yeah, of course you do. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. Don't okay. believe his lies. <laughs> anyway so uh the next thing we get is Lori in some kind of office and she gets a call from a doctor and the doctor says we're getting to the point of no return you, i really need you to come in tomorrow afternoon mm-hmm. yes and did you have an inkling there that Lori was pregnant so no so listen this is obvious bait that it's supposed to be cancer and i fell for the bait hook line sinker I was like, okay, Lori might have cancer maybe right now they're not trying to bait it's cancer quite but it's point of no return I need to talk to my husband, and she looked like, as we see later when we see Matt and uh, Maria, is it, or Mary, I forget. Mary. Mary, yeah. You know, there, I'm like, oh, he definitely has cancer. <laughs> but That's a, that's a good point, they, I, and, and they definitely are, although when I hear point of no return in that context, I was not thinking cancer. I, I was kind of assuming it was pregnancy. Because... Is it really? Is, is there a point called point of no return? Well, yeah. I mean, if the point of no return before she can't get an abortion anymore oh uh, okay oh that makes sense okay what would you be thinking of point of no return i thought she was gonna die of cancer that's what i'm thinking oh i see uh, <laughs> like death. you need you need Being like point of no return. <laughs> death yeah <laughs> i'm like listen you're getting close of where chemotherapy will not help you anymore <laughs> oh okay i got gotcha. you well i'm glad that you I'm glad that you didn't make the connection there because it's a much more enjoyable experience. Oh yeah, certainly. certainly. But, uh, but so she gets this, this call and then she sees the light, the light go off in her office, meaning that there's a client there to see her because we're about to find out that she's a therapist. Oh, can I just say, it's Patty. But can I just say, I love how to show that she's therapist. She says the most stereotypical therapist I never was like, how does that make you feel? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, so she is a therapist. Yeah. But, first, when she first walked in, I'm like, okay, what, what is she a client of? Like, is she still in real estate? Or is she a doctor or some sort? What, what, you know, what is this? And then, how does that make you feel? Oh, okay, yes, therapist. Gotcha. <laughs> very, very. So, now, did you see this coming that, that Lori and Patty had this relationship before the departure? That no. Lori was Patty's therapist? No. Okay, because I, I want you to go, I want to go back to 
pre- uh, previous episode, and then I'm gonna. Go oh, back. I know what you're gonna. I know what you're gonna say here. Can I can I try to predict yeah. what you're gonna say? Sure. So last episode, when Patty was telling Kevin how she used to tell Lori a lot of things, and Lori started telling her a lot of things, is this? This is where yeah. Patty used to tell Lori a lot of things. Yeah. Eventually, <laughs> Lori will start telling Patty a lot of things after I the mean, departure. The, it's it's all been there from the beginning. You know that Patty says. There was a time when I told Lori everything, and then there was a time where she told me everything. And it's I, this is that role reversal that they had. I, Lori was in the position of power with Patty. Yeah, I guess. And now Patty ended up in the position of power over Lori. Uh, but th- th- this is why there have been other references, too, to a previous relationship that they had. Happy so, you using the terminology position of power. What if? Yeah, that, that's if, a that's a curtism if ever I heard I've heard one. Position of power. I'm so not that power know. hungry, by the way. You're just, I'm not power hungry. I just like seeing who has the power. Yeah, you're very interested in it. But yeah, yeah. But I so, don't think I'm worthy to wield it. No, with power comes responsibility. Sadly. Yeah. But but and, and but this is terrific to me. This, oh yeah. This, I was so shocked when I saw Patty there. Once I saw Patty there, my immediate thought was, what's next? Like, I was like, is Dean going to come up? Is, uh, you know, are we going to see... I thought we were going to see Mary at some point. Yep. Walking and Kevin Sr. and we do. But I was like, who else are we going to see? Is like... Cam- I don't even say cameo, because I don't want to call Patty just a cameo, because we do come back to this oh, yeah. again. But, yeah, just... I guess I'll say, like, that cameo... And we do see so we see Gladys, for example. That's a cameo for sure. Yeah, she's definitely a cameo. Nothing too big, but yeah. Yeah. So the next scene is Kevin driving Jill to school, and Jill is just giving, getting the biggest kick out of this rainbow cat gif. Nine cat. What is it? You don't you don't know nine cat? No. It's called nine cat. What Mr. Sal. Oh, this is a real thing? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know this is a real thing? It's called nine cat. You can look it up right now. N Y A N space cat. I can't do this music with it. But yeah, look it up right now. Nyan cat. N Y A N space. Yeah, it'll come right up probably. Probably it's a 10 hour loop. Yeah. Actually, I actually typed it wrong. Nyan car. And it <laughs> came up. Yeah, look. It's Nyan cat. I remember Nyan cat when I was younger. Gosh. Yeah, is yeah. It... it's a real thing. The, that is crazy. It's a real thing. <laughs> so Jill is getting the biggest kick out of this thing. Yeah. I got a big kick out of nine cat. Not really. Okay. <laughs> I can hear it coming through. Did you hear stop. it? Stop it. Stop it. I don't want to get a copyright strike or anything. I mean, <laughs> as long as you don't use five seconds, it'll be fine. But yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was it was definitely under five seconds. So, <laughs> so this is this is just a cat with rainbow coming out of its butt. Yeah, flies through the sky. All it is. I don't really know the like the story behind it, but yeah, there, there, there's little things that is not made up, Mister Sal. That is a real thing. I'm surprised you didn't know what Nine Cat was. Okay, well there you go. Didn't. Now you know something. Well, fantastic. I'm glad I know that now. But anyway, Jill's getting the biggest kick out of this, and Kevin does not get it. Oh yeah. I it. mean, I think we get. I think this is the same way right now. Do you get it right now, Mister Sal? No. Exactly. So I think we're in the same shoes here. Exactly. So Kevin doesn't get it and he expresses as much and Jill does not seem surprised that he doesn't get it. But he still she still laughs. I thought she was gonna like 
be kind of mean towards him. But then she laughs anyway. She's like, ha, ha, ha. So this, is, this is showing how their relationship is the same but different because yeah. he still doesn't get her. But now she gives him a hard time about it. <laughs> but the but it's kind of it's kind of sad because now we see him after he drops her off, watching it and really trying. Oh yeah, really trying to get it. I also I want before we get to him like watching it outside of his car. Uh, Jill does smell the cig. I love how throughout the episode people just notice the cigs on Kevin kind of yeah. <laughs> or smell it or something or catch him and Jill smells cigarettes uh, cigarettes on him. Yeah, it's uh, so funny. But anyway, yeah, yeah, we see uh, we see Kevin watching Nine Can smoking. Yep. And then there's screams, and all the children are running out of the school building. And one of the kids says, "There's a monster." Okay. See, see, I I thought this was departure bait. They're trying to bait that the departure happened. So I thought. Okay. Yeah, and they they may have been. Okay. So, but I mean, did you have any idea what the monster would have been? No, no clue. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Kevin goes in to investigate, finds out that a, a deer got trapped in the building, and he finds this out because the teacher comes in to Ooh. tell. Him. And this is where I owe you an apology. Yeah, I, I milk it up. I have all the caps here. Another appearance by her, and I kind of kept the R going because I was so happy. <laughs> yeah. So I apologize. We did get another appearance from her <laughs> and uh it's, i mean it's not much it's just her telling him that it was a deer not much trapped. not much mr sal she helped solve the the case for him if she wasn't there these kids would have just said the monster came some monster came okay but we don't get anything <laughs> in the context of doug or nora no certainly not. i was really hoping we would too to be honest because, mm-hmm. like, Doug comes home late again. I'm like, I, yeah, I think I it's really pretty good? heavily implied. Oh, that, yeah. That, was... that he was with her when he came home late, but... I was really yeah. hoping. Yeah. I, I also have to ask, is this an actual... I never heard of this, and it, it probably is an issue. I just never knew that deer getting into buildings and going, like, freaking out and going wild. I didn't know that was an actual thing. Like, I didn't know that was an issue. I don't know, actually. I've... I've... I've never heard of it. It, does, it doesn't mean it's not a thing, but um, I, I think in this case, it's designed, especially by the you know end of the episode when we see that this deer's dead and there's another deer that's also getting caught in buildings, or at least one building. And just another indication that the animals are not right after the departure. And yeah. this particular deer seems to have maybe sensed something was the problem. I'm trying to remember, I think it was Japan, don't quote me, but definitely one country has done this. Animals can sense when an earthquake is coming. Okay. I remember a uh, uh, middle school uh, teacher told, was talking to me about this, and how they can, one time, Japan, I think it was Japan, so I'm going to keep saying Japan, if it wasn't, correct me, someone out there, if you want. Well, country, I'll go with Japan. They were studying the wildlife to see if earthquake was going to happen and they predicted right due to looking at the animals, they were able to tell an earthquake before it happened was going to happen. And then they oh. tried doing it again and they messed up. <laughs> they they oh. only got it right once because <laughs> they couldn't get the signs right again. But they no didn't predict it right once. <laughs> so oh. it was only used once ability. But so they're pretty sure animals can tell when an earthquake is going to happen. They don't know how really they can tell. I wonder oh. if this is in the same vein of can the deer tell? Something's gonna happen. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the indication here is uh, the implication. I'm sorry, is that they can and that they they kind of foresaw this, or at least this particular deer. So, except that later we find out that that's not maybe at all what happened. But what? oh, you didn't notice it probably. It's really, it's really hard to to notice this. But I'll get there toward the end when we when we see the deer. Mm -hmm. Okay. When the deer dies. Anyway, we get back to Lori and Patty's session. And Patty says that something terrible, she feels like something terrible is going to happen. And Lori is, basically says, you always feel like something terrible is going to happen. And, but Patty says this time it's different. It's like the world, it's, it's like the world's going to end. Oh, yeah. So either Patty had some clairvoyance there or Patty is always, uh, you know, a, I don't know. I don't want to say a doomsday prepper because we don't know what she's you know, collecting and hoarding, but uh, a dooms uh, a doomsday uh, prophet maybe. So maybe she's part deer. Maybe she's part deer. Yeah. Well, but never know. At any rate, we, we do learn that that she always feels like something's terrible going terrible is going to happen, but she says this time's different. And then they start talking about Neil. Yes. And. Lori suggests that perhaps that she feels this way because of what Neil did. Neil was her husband. He kicked her out and like obviously or abusively like talked to her, uh, probably verbally abused, abused her, if not physically abused her. Mm -hmm. uh, but do you remember Neil? Wait, they showed Neil as a character? No, but do you remember where he came up before? <gasps> yes in the back in the diner when i yeah. i remember this now yes i th i i guess that was Lori's former husband that's what my guess was for you did i was partially right <laughs> was was <laughs> i'll take that's close enough that's within the margin of error okay I'll give, it, I'll give it to you that was a pretty decent guess but this is where in in this scene that we're seeing right now Lori suggests that she, oh, what remind me what she suggested here? Uh, with, the, the with the bag. With the wait, sorry, wait, what? So it had something to do. Didn't didn't Patty say something about shitting? Oh yeah, she said. She said something about that, and then Lori's like, "Hey, get like a flaming." The poop bag and leave it at his front door. Right. Which is exactly what she did way back in the Gladys episode, episode five. She got that doggy bag. She wrote Neil's name on it. She pooped in it. And she left it on Neil's door. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. We, I mean, we obviously didn't see her poop in it, but there was something in it. And she, back in that episode in, in Gladys, yes. Patty says, "Do you remember what you told me to do in our in the in our last session? Did she say the last session, or did she say last time we talked?" I I I don't know. I think it was the last session, and I I had asked you what you thought their relationship was at that you know, previously, 
and I, I don't think you made the connection that it was a patient therapist relationship, but she did say, uh, hold on. I'm looking back at my notes from, from five. episode five. Yeah. Uh, when she writes, so she asked for the doggy bag and she says, you remember what you told me to do in that last session, just before everything changed. That's, that's the line that Patty used right before she writes Neil's name on that bag. Mm. Okay. So back in episode five, we didn't know what she was talking about. Remember, do you remember what you told me to do in that last session? Now we're seeing that last session. And Lori told her to poop in a bag, write Neil's name on it and leave it on his doorstep. And at the end of episode five, Patty did leave a bag with Neil's name on it on his doorstep. Huh. Okay. Are you following me? Or yeah, making- no, 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 no. It makes sense. Okay. Okay. So, but we find out now that Neil was Patty's husband. Okay. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not trying to interject here. Sorry. Okay. So, anyway. That, that kind of closes that loop. Uh, anything you want to say about this therapy session before we move on? No, I just, I never, I never realized. Uh, so every time you keep saying something, of, oh, do you remember this? I always think back to that diner scene. <laughs> There's a lot in that diner scene. Wow. Now I want to go back and watch it again. Seriously, that, you, you <laughs> could. that diner scene is phenomenal. Gotta go back to Gladys now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe we'll see those diner scenes now again because they definitely there's a chock full of references in there. Oh, so full. Yeah. Okay. So, um, if there's nothing else from the therapy session, uh, then we'll get into Nora's interview. Yeah, another cameo here. Yeah, another cameo by Mayor Lucy. Well, not. Oh, no, yeah. Well, let's not. Councilwoman Lucy. There we at go. This point. And Nora is interviewing for a job with her mayoral campaign. She's going to run for mayor. And uh, Nora wants to help with the campaign, mm-hmm. but she doesn't. She she makes it a point of telling her she does not think she will win. Yes, which is really something that very much impresses Kevin Senior, who comes in and who uh, is very you know flirty with Lucy, and who uh, says that you should hire this one because she told you that you wouldn't win. Yeah, honesty is the best policy right there. That's right. Yeah. So uh, Lucy is Im- impressed with Nora, but she's worried about her attention being divided with the kids. Uh, and Nora says, uh, which is just so foreboding, knowing where this is going. As far as you're concerned, for the next four weeks, I don't even have a family. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering if throughout this, and same with them. I think this definitely happens to both of them. They both take their families. Not only for granted, even. I no, I think that's fine. Just take them for granted, kind of, and mm-hmm. that's about it. Yeah, take them for granted. You're talking about Nora and Kevin. Both Nora and Kevin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you might even go so far as to say that they um, are unwanted or wished away. I yeah, I think you would even go that far. Yeah, that they. Kind of not. I don't even want to say regret, but 
Yeah, I'll say that. I think that's fine. Yeah. Well, let's talk about more. Talk about that more toward the end of the episode mm-hmm. because we'll see there, more of it. There's some like some. There were some really significantly like tracked theories about the departure based on exactly what you just said. So we'll talk about that more when we get toward the end here. But we fi- we do find out that the when Kevin Senior comes in and talks to Lucy that this party is for Kevin Senior for sure. Mm-hmm. If we didn't already know that, but I don't think we did. So the party's for Kevin Senior, um, who's now going to give a briefing to his force about the deer. Mm-hmm. He tells them about all the places the deer has has terrorized, and J- Kevin Junior thinks that it's all the same deer. Senior thinks that it's many deer. Junior thinks it's just one deer that keeps getting stuck. And Junior wants to, rather than shoot the deer, uh, tranquilize it and set it free. Senior doesn't seem to agree. Senior seems to want to just kill it. But he offers Junior the opportunity to get there first if uh, once the ball goes <laughs> out. And if you get there first, you know, you can you can set it free. And that's I fine. love that so much. Just, okay, you know what? If you get it first. By all means. Yeah. I think he says you can set Bambi free or something like that. But now in this scene, I'm I'm a little confused about this. Maybe you can help with this. The My Hero mug yes. is leaking. To My Hero mug leaks. I don't, is, I was trying to Is that think. what it says? To My Hero? That's what I thought it said. Okay. Uh, my only assumption is that Kevin gave that to Senior. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's about it. He gave it to Senior and... The mug's been used a lot. It's the show it's been worn. It's leaking. He uses the mug a lot. And but wasn't Junior using it? Senior wasn't using it. Was I? I, I thought I couldn't tell. I could tell who was using it. I thought it if was. It was just... If it was, then if it was Kevin using it, then it goes a different way. Maybe it's, I don't know who gave it to him. Maybe his kids did. His wife. I don't know why. I don't. I, I didn't. I, there's something to read from it, but I don't really know what to read from it. So. You know, I think. Well, I think it's important that it says my hero. And Kevin, Kevin wants to be a hero. I mean, particularly to this deer, apparently. But he he is very. If he if he's a hero, he's very flawed. He's very <laughs> cracked. This is not this, and this is the second time we've seen cracks in something important to Kevin. Mm-hmm. So we've seen. Oh yeah, it, and his wall, in wall and the mug. And the mug. Oh, so I crack. Yeah, I think that you know his 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 family, his home, his family is cracking. Uh, his nobility is cracking. You know, if you want to think about being heroic as being noble, mm-hmm. so. And, and we're going to see all of this come to pass by the end of the episode. So, Kevin does get a different call though. Not not about the deer yet. Kevin gets a call uh, from a, I think a sheriff's office not in this town, but someplace nearby where Tommy has been arrested. Can, can I just pause here and say, yeah. how funny is that Tommy calling Kevin? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's all. Okay, go on. Because obviously. Those... No, it's, but, it's, but it's interesting because we've seen Kevin try to call Tommy so many times yeah. and, and he never answers. He never gets through. And here we have Tommy calling Kevin. That's a good, that's a great point. Yeah, but Tommy apparently got arrested for going to his biological father's house drunk 
repeatedly and his biological father finally just pushed him off the porch and Tommy got kind of hurt. So so did we know it's his biological father yet? Do we uh no. Okay. Okay. Just make no. sure. Okay. No. Look, did I miss something big though? Like, I, I no, didn't no. eventually surmise this, ahead. but I was like, okay. I was jumping ahead to the next scene. But, uh, yeah, we That's just know Tommy got hurt and it's very cryptic, you know, why who did who did this to you? Why did he do it? You know, and that type of stuff. And then we come to find out that it was his biological father and he kept he keeps going there drunk trying to connect with his biological father uh and finally you know kevin basically threatens the guy and then poor guy yeah poor guy i mean he's a scumbag but <laughs> i mean I, I don't know what he did but all i know is the way kevin treated him. I'm, I'm kevin says he did something terrible to tom and Lori, but i don't know what he did to tom and Lori. all i know is that kevin well, comes like knees him threatens to kill him if he touches tom again and he's just like don't do anything like kid to like his child like oh. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I'm very curious to what he did. I'm not saying well, he's not I, a scum lord, but I just don't know what he did. It's not, well, I think I that I, well, I think that just the idea that he left them, he wants nothing to do with Tommy, and then he started another family, is like just such so dev must be so devastating for Tommy. Well, fair enough. I I didn't know that's what happened though. Like, I guess okay. Fair well, enough, you see, he's got another family. Right? I see that. Well, I didn't know if like him and Lori just split, and I don't know why they split, but they just split, mm -hmm. and maybe Lori just didn't like her previous husband, and so, uh, Tom never, Tommy never got to like connect with him, and now well, he just doesn't know who. I didn't know if he even knew who Tommy was at that point. Well, like this, this is drunk this... man. Right. The thing is that we get, we do get this. From the background that, yeah. that Kevin and Tommy have, where Tommy says, I wish that you never even told me about him. And but then he also so th the idea is that Tommy didn't know about him for most of his life. Mm -hmm. So this guy was not a presence in Tommy's life. This guy was gone. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's thing one. Thing two, Tommy says he doesn't deserve to forget or he doesn't get to forget about it. He 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 needs to re always remember this. <clears throat> and so that's thing too indicating that this guy not only left but also had nothing to do and probably wanted nothing to do with tommy and now he started a family of his own a different family and what a slap in the face that is to tommy who i mean he had a family with tommy and he didn't want him but he wants this new family oh yeah that so is that, i mean that's crushing for tommy and yeah. clearly because he keeps showing up at his house drunk and, and trying to remind him that he exists. Mm. <clears throat> but I mean, ultimately I, I don't think there's any, any more of anything important. I don't think there's anything more important to gain out of this scene. No, but, me either. Yeah. But it does, it is the kind of the impetus for driving a wedge between Kevin and Lori later. Yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely, I liked it. Yeah. I definitely yeah. liked there's no real weak scenes, I feel like. In no, this no. But just... Yeah. Actually, no. I'll, I'll wait. I'll okay. Wait something. Okay. So in, this, in the next scene, Lori is at the Breeders, and Kevin was supposed to be there, but Kevin calls and says, I can't make it. Now, Lori doesn't know why he can't make it, but he can't make it because he's helping Tommy. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'm sure that Lori would have probably forgiven him for missing this had she known, but he doesn't tell her this because he doesn't think that it's his place to tell her tommy's business but that comes up later on for sure 
But right now we're at the dog breeders with Lori and the dog breeder is Gladys, which is kind of cool to hear her talking. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was like, Whoa, is that Gladys? Oh yeah, it is Gladys. <laughs> that is Gladys. Yeah. So this is a, this is a, you know, kind of a gimmicky cameo, but it's a cool, pretty cool cameo nonetheless. Yeah, but Some Lori. Fanfare. Yeah, I was okay with that. <laughs> yeah. No, gotta... no. Give the fans what they want. They want more Gladys. <laughs> so, but Lori's holding one of these puppies and just breaks down crying. Mm-hmm. And we don't really understand why she's crying here. We do know she got this call from the doctor earlier and, and maybe mm-hmm. it has something to do with that. But she just breaks down crying and, and ends up not getting the dog right then, even though Gladys thinks that she should just take one home. Yeah. Anything you want to say about this, Dean? Uh, no, no, that's fine. Okay, so back at back home at the Garvey home, uh, Lori uh, sees Jill working on her science fair project and says she's not going to be able to make it for the second year in a row because she's got this doctor appointment that she can't miss. And she says, you know, I'm a terrible mother. Well, we know how just how terrible a mother she's going to become. <laughs> Yeah, but Jill tries to comfort her here and say that you're the best mother. You're yeah, yeah. Jill loves Lori. Yeah, and it's it's so sad to see this, knowing that Lori's going to leave them. Yeah. Anyway, anything else you want to say about that before Kevin comes in with Tommy? No, no. I'm ready for the whole squad beat up here. The whole squad beat up. Meet up. Sorry. Oh yeah. So you know, Kevin. Time. See them all in one place. Kevin comes in and here's Tommy. That's right. I was, I was getting I was getting worried that like it was a shtick. Like there's only three of them really exist, but one oh. of them plays the fourth every so often. <laughs> but but now I can confirm that indeed there are four different people. That's not three people playing four people. There you go. Oh, I'm glad I'm glad you got you got that resolved. Yeah, it was it was really worrying me in the back of my head. It's almost the end of the season. Never seen them all in a room together. So. Fair point, okay. but good. now we have this is it. This is the first time we see all four of them in the room together, and they're all so happy, and everything everybody seems so excited and happy. And Tommy's there, and Lori's surprised, and Tommy's got this giant cake for the surprise party for Kevin Sr. And everybody's just seems like they're doing great. This is the Garvey's at their best. Oh, yeah, I hate you. Okay. Okay. Nice, nice work. Nice work putting in the. I, I, I get that a lot. How do you, how do you feel? <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, I hate you. Yeah. How do you feel? Complete side tangent. Well, I know you like to do this. Maybe just be gimmicky about it. How do you feel about movies that say the title of the movie in the in the movie? I'm not a fan. Okay. I mean, it does usually depend on the title, but yeah, usually not a fan either. I'm not a fan. You know. I... I shouldn't say I'm not a fan of those movies because I, there's a very good chance I might like the movie, but I, I don't like when that happens within the movie. Yeah, it's like that's just so. Oh, uh, it's yeah. It it definitely like takes you out of it. You're like, wait a second, that's the title of the movie. <laughs> I'm watching a movie. Yeah, I know. I it's, know. Uh, so jarring. I it would is. love. I would love. It. I, I wonder how you'd feel. Now, don't tell me if there is. I don't think there is. But if there is, I'll lose it. Maybe there is, and I just don't remember. But if they ever referred to themselves as the leftovers, ah, yeah. ah <laughs> no, 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 sad. Uh, no, I should. I would stop watching it immediately. I'm gonna quit. Yeah. I'll be like, oh. 
I should say that there are plenty of episodes of Leftovers where they say the title in the episode. Yeah, they're doing like Caro it, or whatever. It's it fine worked. too. Yeah, it's I like fine it. too. Yeah. Um, where I don't like it is when it's there to spoon feed you, like in White Rabbit and Lost. Yeah, it, it depends on the title and it depends how they do it. Like, for example, Garvey's at their best. If like Matt walked up to them during the party and's like, wow, the Garvey's at their best, I'd be like, ah! Yeah, I hate but, you. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> terrible. Cool. Yeah, but Caro, that's I have no problem with that. Gladys, yeah. obviously, they're gonna say Gladys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, it's it's fine. Two next day. I, I was just curious how you you yeah. on that. Okay, that's all. Yeah. All Back right. On. Back on to Kevin's lies. <laughs> so we're we're at Kevin Senior's parties a party now. Uh, yeah, this is where Mary is walking oh, and talking. But, wait, I, I just I just want to make sure we I I I don't know if you said this. Did you talk about how Kevin lied? Gloria and said Tom's car broke down. Oh, I didn't mention that. No, you're right. Okay, well there you go. That just wanted yeah, making sure. Yeah, yes. not, that that happened when the whole squad was together. Not yeah, party. It did. You're right. Yes, he he did lie to her. Now, to me, this is a relatively forgivable lie. This is him trying to cover Tommy's tracks. He's trying to help out, you know, his his stepson, who's really his son, because he he actually said, you know, I'm your father. You know the, the he's not i am your father and so i'm sure he's adopted him uh and this is just him trying to cover his tracks because Mm -hmm. he doesn't want tommy to have to talk to Lori about it unless he wants to so i was i I didn't see this as like you know a a mortal sin on on kevin's part here so Mm -hmm. anyway i felt like he was trying to do the right thing yeah i agree Anything else about this? No. Scene? Party time. All right, it's party time exactly. So, uh, Mary's walking and talking at the party, uh, which is which is interesting to see. Uh, did you recognize her right away? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking for her the whole episode, kind of. I was like, oh, okay. Mary. I knew they were going to show her. Okay. So I, was, I forgot what her name was. They said it uh, multiple times. I even think in the episode. But yeah, I was looking for her. I was like, where's, where's Matt's wife? They're going to show her. There's no way they're not going to show her. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, you know Kevin runs into Lucy, and Lucy says, "Wow, this is a nice house. Lori must be really doing well." Yeah, and, and you know he t- then Kevin tells her to f off, and she says, "You better not talk to me like that when I'm mayor," which is kind of funny because we know that he absolutely talks to her like that mm-hmm. <laughs> when she is mayor. <laughs> they have a pretty interesting dynamic, those two. But anyway, so th- there's this this uh whole introduction to the party but we don't get the meat and potatoes of the party yet uh, because we're going to go back to nora's house quickly anything you want to say before we go back to nora's house um we do we do in this scene see what's a i don't know we see tom hug senior and we see Lori learn about Kevin's a deer perspective because she she hearkens on this later. Oh, and she gets mad at him. That's really like the one cop is telling Lori about Kevin's ridiculous viewpoint on the deer. That's that uh, you're right. So I think yeah, yeah, it actually does happen at this point. So yeah, so that's it's nothing too major. I mean, yeah, Lori refers back to it. This is where Lori learns about it. Okay, yeah, it's good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, and otherwise though, yeah, hit me with Nora. Okay, so. We're, we're back to Nora's house and Nora's tucking the kids in 
and Doug comes home late, we realize that he is a jerk after all. No, he, just, he... he was working late. He's a hard worker. Okay. You got to respect that. Working I... after hours, extra time. All right. Well, eat, let's let's take it at face value and assume that he was working late. And by working late, I don't mean, you know, working on the preschool teacher. I mean, like. Mr. Sal. What? How dare you? You, you don't think that's a possibility? Not? Are you accusing him of cheating? Anora. Yes. Okay. Well. Okay. Okay. Regardless of whether or not he was, you, I know that you believe that he was with her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, regardless of whether or not he was, he still doesn't even ask Nora how the interview went. Oh no, yeah, he doesn't. I also I feel really bad because Nora's like sad that she, he was at home. Like, oh, I wish you know. It's like it's so oh, like Nora. Nora just wants. Her husband to be around and yeah he was home late because he was working yeah so, you know if you, if you if you hurry you can still catch her before she falls asleep uh-huh. you know and it's yeah it's sad and it's really sad that he doesn't even ask her about the job you know but he has to be on the way out before she says it went great by the way you know, yeah it, they definitely yeah, they, they hit on they hit on him Nora's husband and then she probably probably when matt told her about the cheating you know she thought back to these memories and probably believed him <laughs> yeah absolutely i would i would think so mm-hmm. how many late nights were there probably oh, yeah so uh anything else in Nora's house before you is that a real excuse people use they had to work yeah, late yeah i mean sometimes it's just the truth <laughs> i mean, <laughs> I mean what, if, what if you really do have to work late for multiple nights and your, your yeah. significant other's like hmm that's it I'm leaving you. No, I mean it. I'm actually working. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. Don't work. Don't work too late. That's, that's, that's exactly. Day. It's a risk you take. Anyway, go on. Yeah. So we're back at the party, and Matt starts to give a speech. He apparently he nominated Kevin Senior for Mapleton Man of the Year. So we we do get a little bit of that backstory you were hoping for. Like they they definitely are very mutual they have a significant mutual respect for one another kevin senior and, and matt mm-hmm. you know he he gives them this this so this really nice toast and and then kevin tries to follow it up and he he actually does a pretty good job and he he gives a, a really touching meaningful toast uh that culminates with uh, you built your life on your own right and and but he looks so sad as he says, look at everything that I have now. It's, it's, there's, something, there's something not quite right as he looks at his family after he had just given the speech about look at, look at all I have right now. Mm-hmm. So it, it, we get the inkling that all is not right in Kevin's head regarding his family. Yes. And Senior confirms as much during a little smoke break yet again gets caught yeah yeah exactly <laughs> not uh, very good yep and, and senior doesn't believe <laughs> any what 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 junior said in his speech and this is where Kevin, junior reveals to senior that he thinks something's wrong with him and senior says i think you're right oh yeah definitely from the outside looking in kevin's life looks nearly like i don't want to say perfect but it looks great right it's like a yeah Nice job, nice house. His wife has a nice job. His kids seem 
like yeah. reasonably okay. I mean, I guess Tommy has some problems, but they seem pretty okay, you know? Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So why isn't it enough? And that's exactly what Junior mm -hmm. says. Why isn't it enough? And this is where I want to call back to Solace for Tired Feet, because here, Senior says, you have no greater purpose because it is enough. Okay. Back in Solace for Tired Feet, when, which is episode seven, when Senior gives Junior the National Geographic and he says, this is your purpose. Uh -huh. Junior like bites back at him. Oh, so now I have a purpose? Oh my God. <laughs> And this is go ahead. So this is the dialogue you think that causes that, this, or this is the reference because oh. senior says, uh, you know, in reference to Kevin saying, "Why is this not enough?" Senior says, "You have no greater purpose." So, this this is where that comes from. So. Nice. Oh my god. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I think this is just my viewpoint that. People will always want more, right? I mm -hmm. feel like that's just human nature. Like you, you'll never be fully satisfied. You can if if you ever want to be truly happy, in a way. Not I should say happy, but you'll always want more, right? Once once you get what you got, once your needs are fulfilled, you always want a little more. That's how I always think. That's how I think everyone is. You know, it's it's interesting that you say that because I I I think that 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 you're right that for pretty much everybody that is the case and that really it makes me sad because it, i think that we as a society perpetuate that because we have an obsession with having people like focus having people focus on improving and moving forward and setting goals and then setting new goals and, and uh, to me it's like at, at a certain point I think satisfaction's okay. And I think that it, it's okay to feel satisfied. It's okay. The stasis is not a bad thing, but we're, we're kind of taught from beginning of ever that stasis is your enemy. Oh yeah, that's true. And, and, and uh, that kind of drives me nuts. And I, and I really, <laughs> I, I try never to, to instill that in my students because I, I don't like, I, I hate the idea I disagree. Uh, you you instilled that deeply into me. That stasis is your enemy? Yeah. No, stop. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. Okay, I hope not, because... <laughs> I mean, no, stop. I, I mean, I, I actively try to avoid it, I, I, and I, I despise cliches about shooting for the stars and, and, and you know, follow your dreams, and I, I hate that stuff so much. It, it it makes me physically ill. Like, so I'm, what do you do with yourself? One day your kid comes home and you like drew a little poster. It's like shoot for the stars. You drew a little star. Are you gonna say that's a bad poster, son? That's no. A bad poster. <laughs> what are you what are you gonna do? What's your play? Are you gonna tell him it's a good poster? That he's gonna believe in the same? Maybe. Well, well, I will try to counteract the belief in the saying. Are you gonna are you gonna like take the poster and then hope he forgets about? it? You know, <laughs> no, I'm not going to take the poster and hope he forgets about it. No, but I'll try to, to to argue the counterpoint and not in the context of the poster. You know, it, it'll it'll be a little a lot more stealth than that. I don't think you can argue with the kid. Yeah, it's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, it, it's it's interesting. I used to 
teach a class on it, basically it was um it, it was like kind of a thinking about your future and thinking about possible career paths and stuff like that and i used to teach to ninth graders and uh, there was one lesson that i did on quotes about success uh and one of the quotes was the uh the obvious vince lombardi uh their winning isn't everything it's the only thing you know (laughs) but but I would have my students talk, uh, basically check whether they agreed or disagreed with each quote. And almost universally, every kid agreed with that quote. Which, really? Oh, yeah. Because that's what people are taught. And it drives me absolutely crazy. And and, and so the rest of the lesson would be trying to counteract that. <laughs> so, because one of the other quotes... You, you, you've baited them in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because one of the other quotes was uh, from W.C. Fields. And it was... If at first you don't succeed, try, 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 try again, then give up. There's no use being a fool about it. And almost universally, everybody disagreed with that. Really? Yeah, but that was my favorite one. I was like, why would you, if you said it's not a bad thing. Quitting is not, quitting a is not a bad thing. And, and and this is and and this is you know, people grow up learning quitters never win. And this is such a pet peeve of mine like quitting is not a bad thing people spend years and years trying to do stuff that they actually hate because they promised themselves they would never give up when they were 14 years old and i i can't stand it it makes my skin crawl but oh yeah we're going into a big tangent but so but but anyway um we, we are we do believe in quitting for the right reasons all they don't just quit everything but right exactly no no one to quit quitting is a is a can be a viable option exactly it, it don't just think can. you have to finish everything you start i mean how many people end up with careers or situations like kevin garvey where he's miserable because he refused to give up yeah yeah you know i'll, I'll leave it there actually <laughs> yeah but suffice it to stay quitting is okay and I guess you made her points down on this. There, there's <laughs> okay. a there's a time and a place for quitting. And, Definitely. And it, it's I mean sometimes it's great not to quit. Sometimes it's better to quit. And and I don't think either should be villainized. So anyway, um, Kevin is in the situation where he has what we seems like should be enough. He has he could have this stasis where he should be satisfied, but in my view, society is such that stasis is bad, and he he recognizes this as stasis, and he's he's rejecting it. So um, that that's kind of my take on this. But and it's, it's the same as what you said that people usually are, are trying are are not satisfied with what they have; they always want more. So. Mm-hmm. Are we kind of lining up there? Or oh, no? oh so I, no, I completely agree with what you just said. Yeah. But what you said isn't really what I was trying to go for. Okay. I think, I think, listen, I'm, I, I, I believe in your viewpoint, right? Of like knowing when to quit mm-hmm. or quitting is okay. And uh, you don't have to go for perfection or even satisfactory. That's like just, you know, whatever you, you have to do, but you don't have to finish what you start, so on mm-hmm. and so forth. But I do think everyone has an, an innate sense of, always just wanting more right like i feel like if you why do billionaires like why do you i think everyone just wants more 
in general, right? Not even in terms of like success and quitting, but just if 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 you give someone a really nice car, and be like, okay, it's yeah. a nice car, but now I wish the seats were a little better, right? Like, a little, the, a little, a little bit more, right? No. There's just something that could be better, right? So this is this is a nature versus nurture argument. You're arguing that that nature dictates that people always want more. Yeah, usually. And, I mean, not always. And it's, it, and I think it depends on the person. I depend on the person as well. Yeah, and I'm kind of arguing that this is this is actually nurture. This is societally learned that you you should never be satisfied because you should always strive for I, better or more. I think it's definitely heightened by society. Yeah, but I think. Uh, but I do think it's natural. Yeah, but I think it's definitely heightened by society. Uh, and so, you're like, probably yeah. right. You're probably <laughs> right. so. Yeah, but uh, th- this is an interesting philosophical argument. Yeah, We're not interesting. It's getting tiring in the middle. Yeah. The leftovers. Yeah. Hopefully, people are enjoying it. If they're not, well, hopefully, you guys skip to to now. Anyway. But this is such a huge theme of this episode. With uh, the, it definitely is. Yeah, it definitely is. Kevin just cannot seem to be satisfied with what he has. He needs maybe not more, but different. Because I mean, God, he has like everything. So, <laughs> so, so really, I think what he needs is, or what he feels like he needs, is something different. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know if Lori has is picking up on Kevin's dissatisfaction or not. But the, uh, as they go to bed that night, she suggests holding off on the puppy. Mm-hmm. So I think that she is simultaneously maybe picking up on his dissatisfaction also recognizing that she may have a baby on the way mm-hmm. I, well, I, I, yeah but I you don't know that yeah i don't know that yet yeah, yeah. She, she admits to crying to kevin too at the readers oh yeah just yeah. being overwhelmed and i, I wanted to say this because i put this in my notes i wrote i am being very aware right now that the departure is in the day because <laughs> at this immediate moment i'm like wait a second the departure can happen at any moment now and i was like wait it's night right now okay can't happen right now but yeah. in the day, in the day, it's gonna. Happen. I gotta. Yeah. I was like getting very heightenedly aware that oh no, it's gonna happen. Yep, because I mean, you know it. You know what's happening in this episode because yeah. we know what the date is. I think that at some point they did tell us the date, and so oh, okay, I didn't catch it, but, yeah, but. I was oh, aware, well, like whenever they're, they're looking at her desk calendar. Oh, Lori was looking at her desk calendar, uh, and it was October thirteenth, and we know the departure is October fourteenth. Okay. No. No, she looks at it on the fourteenth. Okay. Which is so the next day, I think. I can't remember. I, I didn't even notice this. So <laughs> at some point, she looks at her desk calendar, and so we know that the departure is about to happen. I just remember anyway. in this moment, I'm like, okay, whenever it's daytime, I got to get ready. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be ready right now. You can let your guard down. <laughs> yeah. But but Kevin talks her into to getting the puppy. Mm-hmm. He he says, you know, I think we should do it. So anyway, um, Kevin wake. They go to sleep. Kevin wakes up, and he's clearly at least sad if not like downright depressed yeah he looks very bothered yeah yeah uh and and he goes for a run okay uh laurie goes in to see tommy uh and tommy tells laurie that he went to see his dad and so now this this serves a couple of purposes it gives us this really nice conversation between laurie and tommy uh you know laurie kind of is a mom, but also puts on her therapist hat here. <laughs> but we also, it serves to show us that she is a little upset that Kevin didn't tell her about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what else about this stuff? 
don't know. Chloe chats about his tattoos. That's not it. It's nothing really. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, she says she's gonna get one that says Thug Life. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Oh boy. Anyway, I'm very um, excited for this next scene. I'll, okay. I'll, see, I'll see. Yeah. Right. So Kevin, Kevin's taking a break from jogging. He's smoking. And this this car pulls up to him and says, "It's four women in the car. They're God." I don't know. How old did you say there are? Fifties, maybe. I don't. I only know the one talking. I don't know what the okay. other is. Yeah, and uh, they the one the one talking says, "Are you ready?" And he looks confused and she says, "Oh, sorry, wrong person." So right then and there, right then and there, yeah. I was like, "Holy crap!" Kevin looks like a GR member, right from just the top. I didn't see his bottom. I didn't see oh. his sweatpants on, but he has white shirt and he's smoking a cigarette. This <gasps> guy. Looks like a GR member. Is this oh, is this some wow. sort of like GR member esque thing? But then in Panther it showed he has sweatpants on. I was like, dang it, he's not fully white. Oh. I was like, but what if? What? If? <laughs> but that's that's, that's I, the only thing I could think of for that. But I'm glad that that you noticed that though, because Kevin is dressed in mostly you know well if it's not white it's pretty close to it. Um, and he's smoking. Yeah, and he's smoking. Okay, and we know that eventually Lori's going to be dressed in white and smoking all the time, hmm. and their roles are going to reverse in that. So that, that is interesting. But I have never been able to make sense of this. These people in this car. Do you have any idea what's going on here? No, I also yeah, the manhole part confused me as well. Oh, the manhole part—that's that's pretty cool because they they do talk about. Con Edison uh, installing gas lines, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. He says it in the very next scene. So uh, he's sitting there and he sees the sewer, the uh, manhole cover rumbling there, and then it just explodes and it flies in the air and lands like at his feet. Mm -hmm. It it almost kills him. But when he gets home, he's so excited to tell Lori about this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was really excited about it. And he's, and he does mention that kind of is installing some kind of natural gas lines. And so, but um, he's really excited and Lori just doesn't seem to care. Uh, you know, she, she catches him in the smoking line and says, <laughs> no, I, I don't care. You know, it's okay, but just be honest about it. And you know, <laughs> basically calls him out for not telling her about tommy uh you know kevin says this is not my it's not my place to tell tell that story it's not my place and laurie says well where is your place kevin is it here be honest and then kevin just is way too honest he just does (laughs) everything i smoked i don't want a dog and there's 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 not nearly so much love here as it seemed in the beginning. No, no, no. Not as much love as you think there was based on the way Kevin describes their relationship prior to their departure, right? Kevin. That's like, true. Oh. Yeah. It definitely brings it down to reality. Mm-hmm. Yep. And even Lori in that letter to Kevin says, you were a good husband, maybe, maybe even a great one. You know, it's it, so I think there was love at one point. Uh, but it's definitely deteriorated here. Listen, I'm not gonna say definitely deteriorated. It's one we saw them fight once, though they do seem they don't seem. I don't know. Well, we we also know that they're both keeping things from each other. You know, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, keeps something big, and Kevin keeps more things. I mean, let me see. 
Yeah. You know, Kevin has even said to his father, you know, why isn't this enough? Hmm. You know, Lori is, has at least has a medical secret that we don't know yet that cancer possibly she hasn't cancer possibly pregnancy possibly definitely um but <laughs> you know that that we that she hasn't told kevin about yet kevin's sneaking cigarettes and not telling Lori. you know so there, there's a lot of secrecy here a lot of hidden stuff from each other so this is not seemingly the healthiest of relationships as it might seem mm-hmm, definitely in the middle of this fight though kevin gets a call about the deer and the deer is trapped and uh laurie says well you better go save it (laughs) (laughs) the passive aggressiveness oh but she also before she says that she says it's trapped you better go save it um and the implication there is that it's trapped just like you like Like you're, you know, you, you want the, you're so attached to this deer because the deer keeps getting trapped, but you see yourself as being trapped in this life. And Kevin, you know, would just blatantly F you, Lori, and walks out. I love it. Oh, do you love it? Oh, yeah. Do you have any sympathy for Kevin here? Sympathy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, he he hid the smoking. He knew what he was doing. Okay, so that's that's definitely on him. Lying about the dog and Tommy, I don't think it's all that bad. Right? I don't think it's that bad to lie about Tommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, lying about the dog is fine because he even says I lied because you wanted the dog. Right? Yeah, that's fine. Right? If he's willing to take care of the dog, as long as long as he never went back and went like, oh, I don't want to deal with this dog. I didn't even want the dog. Then, then, right. then he's a jerk. Then, then he's a jerk. Yeah. But as long yeah. as he says, "Fine, get the dog," and he never complains too much about having the dog, I think he's fine. So yeah. I, I thought he was reasonably okay. Uh, his response of "F you, Lori," uh, maybe too extreme. I, she was definitely mean to him. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I would say that he definitely shouldn't have said that. That escalates it. But I think it's funny. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for Kevin here. I think that. You know, Lori is mostly in the right here. Uh, although I, I don't think it's. it's... I, I would say Lori is mostly in the right. The way he talks, she talks about the deer is where I think she kind of dwells into being the wrong. But besides that, she says nothing that's actually incorrect. She just basically tells Kevin he's being dishonest, which is very yeah. true. But she herself's also being dishonest, which is yeah, kind that... of like a white lie in itself. Just yeah. by just saying you're being dishonest, why don't you tell me the more truth more often? Yeah. Meanwhile, she's being dishonest. So. Yeah, she's withholding something pretty big from him too, and and, and that's so. So there is definitely that. I I do, I do think that I, I lose a lot of sympathy for Kevin with the fact that he leaves the argument to go save this deer. Like your 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 marriage is on the line here. Really, you you, uh, you oh, lose yeah. sympathy for him for leaving. I guess I guess no. I'm not married. I guess. No, I, I I do. I lose sympathy. I think this is like your marriage is on the line here, and you're going to go try to save this random deer. Really, like, that's you know, what you see this. Uh, I do. Yeah, I, 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 but you know, I, I, yeah, I, that, I, that's it. I mean, I, I just, I think that he's choosing the deer over his marriage in this case. As, and, as someone who's been through five marriages, I can say, with. God. Really, <laughs> Well, his lies. <laughs> I can say with the most clarity, I've been through five marriages, almost a six, going into six now. Congratulations! Thank you. I was waiting for that. Thank you. <laughs> what I can say is, 
you know, marriages, they come and go. Like the wind. It is what it is. That is all. Okay. Alright. So, the deer, it turns out, is at the home of the first couple that we saw Nora interviewing for the Department of Oh. Oh. oh my god i realized that cameo that makes way more sense now when they talk yes. oh my god because the son oh yes yeah, so they said that their son had down syndrome and this is and this is the couple and we see this the son here who's uh you know that kevin tries to get them out of the house because the deer's upstairs and, and the mother says it's not going to happen because the the deer has spilled the the guy's coins everywhere and, and he's kind of compulsively picking them up so I have to. I also put a note here, especially when Kevin walks upstairs. How much damage does this deer cost? Oh my this, god! This this is so much. Da- I look at this and it's like because it's not even easy repairs, right? It's like he's just done so many. I don't even want to say medium sized scratches all over the walls. This, you can't just replace one drywall. You can't no, just like. No. Are you probably going to just, I guess, like, mud all over it and then, uh, I can't prime it and then repaint it all. That's the best I can think. <laughs> like so yeah. much work. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. But I mean, deer are huge, and Two they, deer are big. Yeah, and, and this one's got antlers, and it's like, I I think all the damage is completely believable. Dude, I never I never knew deer can go inside buildings, but if they can, I never want a deer coming in my house. Dude, no. That that seems like a big hassle if that deer yeah. gets in here. That deer's costing tens of thousands of dollars a day. Yep. I feel like in so, in like seconds. Yeah, that dude's just going around rampage. Break. Like when he's in that room, it's like a horror movie. And Kevin just walks oh, into it. How scary he's, was that? He's just wrecking the house. This oh deer, man, this is that, is that is terrifying when Kevin's at the door and the deer's like kicking at the door and the. The, was it the hoof or the antler pokes through the door? <laughs> oh my god! It's like a horror it's movie. So scary. This this deer's hunting people. He's he's so, getting revenge. Is some sick twisted movie? Yeah, well, but eventually the deer does escape out of that room and gets hit by a car. Oh yeah, there you go. And now with with the deer getting hit by the car, it's very severely injured. So Kevin puts the tranquilizer gun away and pulls out a real gun. And puts the deer down but one of the things that uh, that is not necessarily something you might have noticed is that the deer had a balloon stuck in its antlers i saw that and it said it's a girl it's a girl and i was wondering what that could mean i didn't know if that's supposed to be with the wayne's like christine's baby yeah uh, that's oh. the last thing we heard christine say it's a girl okay i mean okay i remember <laughs> i don't know why they did that oh it's just something that the deer has a meaning i i don't know why they did that well, okay. it it might be a little bit of foreshadowing of. No, I guess it's not foreshadowing since it already happened. Since we already saw it, but it would not have happened then. Of Christine having a girl. I mean, I mean, that's like you look at this balloon and go, "Okay, everyone has a baby now." Fifty percent chance this foreshadows your baby. <laughs> like, <what? Okay. laughs> I don't, I don't buy that. It's okay. like I don't know. I, I just, I mean, I get it. That probably is what they're going with it, but I'm just. I'm not about that really. I'm like, what? I that's that's too much. I don't think that's anything cool, really. All right. Well, um, after the finale, we'll see if you still feel that way. Okay, fair enough. We'll see if, if there's a lot of like, it's a girl things in there, maybe. Yeah. It can conglomerate into something cool. We'll see. So, Lori is on her way to the doctor, and she sees the mom of the crying Sam in the car. Do you remember this? 
Mom of the Crying Sam. The very first episode, the pilot, the 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 woman with the baby Sam. Oh, yeah, Karen. Oh, not Karen. Sorry, used to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we see we see her. Lori sees her uh, next to her, and and she kind of just throws her arms up like I don't know, I don't know what to do, you know. And Lori gets to the doctor. She's talking to Mary, and it turns out that's the, oh yeah, I made a note of like what's up with this lady in the car that's all hectic with the baby on the phone. Ah, yes, it's that lady from the it's first. that lady. Yeah, a lot, a lot of references. There's a lot of fan stereotypes and stuff. There's a lot of shooting you with all the characters you've already seen and stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, but you know, we there's a lot of stuff that we didn't know about those characters Definitely. that yeah. that that I think really adds if in some cases just adds flavor or color to the character, but in other cases, like it really informs a lot of the decisions that they ended up making that, that we saw them make. So um, anyway, uh, Lori gets to the doctor and she's talking to Mary and it turns out that Matt, uh, they found cancer in Matt apparently, or they found, I thought, yeah, they found a sign of it is what they said. It could yeah. be. Right. And so there, and she says that, you know, we go through this every, couple of years or at least he does because he won't let me go in and be with him during this um but matt comes out and he's free and clear and he says let's go get drunk the way he says that he's like looking dead he's like let's go get drunk <laughs> yep but mary says you get drunk i'll drive oh and then that's uh... oh i know it's so, so now you know what type of person Matt is, what type of character does, and I've said before during the our analysis of two boats and a helicopter that there's a lot of guilt in Matt. That so you think he blames himself for that? Oh, I absolutely. Yeah, I guess I didn't think of it like that. It was oh, definitely. Okay. I mean, certainly, I can say you blame himself for that. You're, yeah. I mean, I, uh, absolutely, I do. That's I, so I, bad. Yeah, I think that he blames himself for for the, you know, if if he had not wanted to go get drunk after this, he just wanted to go home, relax, yeah. read a book for the rest of the day. Yep, would have been fine. Yep, or if if he, or if Mary had not been driving, you know, could she have been saved? So, anyway, this is this is heavy stuff for Matt, even though it's it's kind of the sort a source of humor in the ep- within the episode. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so Kevin and, is back with the deer and the woman who was driving the car. Her car is getting towed. Um, Kevin bums a cigarette off of her and offers her a ride to her hotel because the, the tow truck driver uh, can't take her back for some reason. Or no, no, I think the tow truck, I don't know if the tow truck driver offered and then Kevin intercepted. I can't remember. I don't know if, yeah. No, no, I remember. The tow truck driver said, "Hey, if you want to late ride right now, lady, you gotta, you gotta go now." Yeah. And then Kevin's like, "No, no, I, I got it." Right. Okay. And this will become important. <laughs> yes. Also, <laughs> right now, I, I put a note of this lady's going to disappear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's something about it because, well, because the the way I mean, I know that's just coming near an end. Uh, the way it's the way it's winding down. I'm like, okay. Matt's going off to the bar to drink, and his wife's gonna drive. We like, oh, yep. this. I don't know if she's gonna, you know, she's gonna disappear on the way or the way coming back. And now I think she disappeared on the way going, right? But yep. I don't know if on the way back. Who knows? 
whichever. I know she's gonna disappear very soon, right? Uh, yep. uh who else? Can't, I mean, I can't even think of anything else. But it was in the back of my head, especially when I saw that. I'm like, this is gonna happen real soon. I well, think... we saw we saw the lady with the baby, which you I don't know. If you I, uh, no, I didn't make the connection that that was her. Yeah. No, I did not remember that was the first lady. Gotcha. At the time, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, but I was I was being I, I was being weird. I felt like every character was going to see the disappearance happen in their own way. And then when we, when we very quickly, or not quickly, but very soon, we'll see Tommy and Jill. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see how they're going to see someone disappear. Yep. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so now we're back at Nora's house. And the, they're they're having uh, presumably breakfast. Maybe it's some kind of other meal. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, there's this, this chant. The kids are chanting, <laughs> I want food. Right. I want food. I want food. Do your kids do that? No. Is is your household an anti-chanting household? Um, no. Okay. Uh, we're, okay. We're not opposed to chanting, but that would be considered quite rude, and, and they would not get food for that. So. Really? You would you would starve your children? No, I should I should tease you about that. <laughs> I'm not going to give you any food until you stop chanting, and then they would stop chanting and give them the food. So it's fine. But anyway, Doug is no help at all. He's just playing on his cell phone. Uh, and Nora gives, gives him a hard time about it, about using the phone at the table. And he's like, well, you're doing it. Yeah, she, she's doing it too. She said, well, I'm waiting for a call about the job. Right. And so she, and she, she tells Aaron is the name of her daughter. She tells Aaron, you have two hands when you, when you're yeah. taking the juice with one hand, two hands. Right. And so, she sets her phone down and she goes to the sink or to the stove, I guess, because she's cooking something over there. Okay. Um, and that's all we get in Nora's house for now. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Nope. Okay. I just put just chaotic is what I thought. Oh, it definitely was intentionally. So yeah, she didn't look very happy. No, no. So Tommy gets to, uh, goes to see Jill's uh, Jill at the science fair, helps her put it together uh and asks if everything's okay with kevin and Lori and jill which this kind of surprised me jill says i think kevin's gonna leave yeah i know that that i was like oh damn that's gonna i mean jill must be extremely perceptive because i don't know how she would have gotten that impression well no i don't know how you know i don't know how the writing is on the wall for jill on days so but no, just her thinking Kevin will leave in. I mean, she's half right, but wrong yeah. person. <laughs> well, I mean, leave. I mean, Kevin is about to have an affair. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, Jill was pretty perceptive. I wonder, I wonder if the departure never happened and if Lori never left. If yep. Kevin would have left Lori very soon. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder. I don't know. That's an interesting and very interesting question. Anyway, so back at the hotel, Kevin's dropping this woman off. I wish we had a name for her. I, I don't think that we ever learned her name. You can call her Mystery Woman. I don't know. Yeah. We Mystery Man for a while, Dean Mystery Woman. We did. Yes. So we can call her Dina. Okay, Dina. Okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, He's Kevin is about to drop her off, and she says, "Are you a good guy?" And this is important because Kevin takes a second to think about it, and then says, "No." Yeah. Now, is this 
guilt because of this argument that he just had with Lori? Is it guilt because of the idea that he isn't satisfied with what he has, even though he thinks he should be? Is it guilt because he knows what he's about to do? Like, I think it's a combination of everything. I think, I think it's just like, yeah. I think it's a combination of his doing, doing marriage, his unhappiness with just life in general. Yeah. Not the deer, even. I think he's probably a bit upset about He can save it. I, th- I think it's a combination. Yeah. Th- this does remind me of when he saw Nora at the, the dance, the Christmas dance. Mm-hmm. And by the locker, yeah. Yeah, and, and she's and she talked about you know her husband had an affair, and he said you know so did I, and she said you know, that that honesty that that he just kind of admits his wrongdoings to these random people that he doesn't even know. It's kind of interesting. Well, I know it probably he probably feels really bad about that affair because he misses his. He, we know he misses his wife a lot. He misses his marriage. Maybe. Oh yeah. I, at least at that time, he definitely did. Yeah, I would gamble he still does. Maybe he doesn't as much now that he's with Nora, or maybe he's moved on now because he got the divorce papers. But definitely at that point, he still missed his wife. Yep. And uh, because of that, he probably regrets that affair much more, <laughs> having lost right. his wife. So, right. so he probably probably humbled him in a way, or you know, yeah, he's but, more willing to do it. But here, he's doing the same thing, and that you know, he doesn't, he hasn't lost his wife yet. Hmm. So it's anyway, it's just kind of an interesting parallel there, but we're back in the doctor's office now, and Lori, it turns out, is pregnant. Yeah, she and I, was this a surprise to you at this point? Yeah, yeah. I remember when he was like, she came to the checkup, and the second I saw her like put, putting the gel on the belly with the thing, or like the, I saw the screen, I was like, wait a second. Yeah. And then like the you know the ultrasound thing, I'm like, oh, she's pregnant. They got me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was very upset about that. That they got me. Yeah. They baited me. Oh, I hate when I get baited <laughs> in TV shows. Usually, like I feel like I can tell when it's bait. I'm like, okay, this is bait. They're trying to bait me here, but I, well, whatever. it's it's interesting that you put it that way though, because like when we Maybe go, I do through, like being baited. But when we go through Sawyer's flashbacks and Lost, we're like so excited about the subversion of expectations. So. I like the subversion, but it's like I, listen. I like that they they tricked me. Okay, I do like that they tricked me. But, yeah. like, I don't want it to be easy for them to trick me, is all I'm saying, oh, right? okay. And I felt like this wasn't clever enough. I felt like I should have been better. I should have known. I <laughs> They tricked me, but I felt like they shouldn't have tricked me. I felt like I, I, I'm i disappointed in myself, is all I'm saying Aww. here. Okay. Aww, don't be disappointed, Kurt. You're doing great. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they tricked me. So during the sonogram, Lori starts crying, and then the music starts building, and we know the departure is coming. Like it's just, I mean, as soon as you hear that piano music start playing, it's like, oh, it's you know, the audio and the rest of the character starts to cut out and or fade out a little bit. So it's just not as sharp, not as present. And we know that it's coming. Um, Jill and Tommy are going to make a human circuit. How and how happy does Tommy look, by the way? And how like he's pretty happy. Yeah, I was, I was, he's a pretty happy guy overall i don't ever see him. yeah Besides how he felt about uh, confronting his biological father yeah he's a pretty happy-go-lucky guy yeah seemed like a pretty decent dude so they're gonna make a human circuit um nora the phone rings for nora and her dog two hands yeah. two hands i tell you 
the, the daughter is right next to the phone, spills the orange juice all over the phone, and Nora just freaks out on her and grabs her phone because it's, it's Lucy calling about the job, grabs her phone and tries desperately to dry it with the last of the paper towels. Now, how does she live without no paper? I guess you have alternatives to paper towels. But yeah, but I want to know the struggle. Like she, had, she could use napkins or reusable, whatever. Yeah, or wipes. actual towels. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, so. yeah. But yeah. So so this is where the paper towels come into play. You know, uh, this is she turns her back on her family at exactly the wrong time. So that she can dry her phone off with these paper towels, and that's the last she ever sees of her family. Rip. What a what a what a depressing uh, what a, what a sad way to end the note off with your family. But, oh. I mean that, that that yeah that'll definitely eat away at you, poor Nora. It wasn't even a happy thought. It wasn't just something happy. It was. I, I guess no matter what though, it will eat away at you just because you never oh, yeah. got to say goodbye. But that especially not only really right. did she never get to say goodbye, the last thing she said to them was yelling at her daughter i told you to use two hands and then turning her back on them so that she could rescue her phone i mean i i don't know how you live with yourself after that and she what year is this 2011 oh, wait the, the 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 show or the departure the the that scene itself yeah the departure 2011 i think Are you looking up the cell phone or? Yeah, I'm looking at iPhone released in 2009, right? No, 2007 is when the iPhone released? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Okay, so, just checking. Just yeah. Things. She should have an iPhone there. Okay, I'm sure they looked into this. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so th that's where this paper towel comes from. And she left it empty for three plus years after that as a, as a reminder of how she turned her back on her family. This Nora lady had a lot of reminders about her family. Yeah. Almost like she wanted people to feel bad for her. Hmm. Uh, anyway. Oh, uh, but so now from this point forward, um, oh, I forgot to, well, no, I guess I, I, I did mention, or I haven't, it hasn't happened yet. We're, we're back with Lori, right? And No, Kevin and then Lori's last. Oh, that's right. Kevin Kevin has the is having sex. I wanted to be noted. I was right. <laughs> the, well, not fully right. Oh. Do you remember what I said in our very first episode of Leftovers? No. My going it's because when he talks about the departure, right? He flashes back to him Oh uh, yeah. I was having sex and I thought I told you in that episode that I thought uh he lost his wife in the departure while they were having sex. <laughs> now I wasn't completely wrong. Okay. I, in fact, I was almost fully right. He did lose his wife. Kind of yeah. due to the departure. And he was having sex while the departure happened. So, yeah. All right. There you go. Also... Right. Well, that was a pretty good job. Thank you. <laughs> I was right for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> okay. So now we're back with Lori and the sonogram. And, and she and the doctor hear a scream. And they... <laughs> They look away from the sonogram to to kind of just gauge what's going yeah. on with the screen. We go back to Kevin and I'm not Kevin, uh, Tommy and Jill. Uh, I love this, by the way. You know, they they're making the circuit and the lights <laughs> lighting up, and then 
they have Tommy's face with the glow on his of the light on his face, and then the light just goes off. Yeah, it's just like, oh. and, and we know that the light went off because somebody in that circuit departed. Rip circuit. What's that? Rip circuit. Yeah. Okay. Rip circuit. Yeah. Uh, back in Nora's house, Nora's family is gone, and the juice is just dripping off the table onto the floor. Back with Kevin in the hotel, he's like flings the sheets away. The woman is gone, and then finally, the last thing we see is Lori looking at her empty sonogram. Well, we don't. I don't see it. Never actually show the sonogram. No, but I, that's <laughs> clearly it's very assumed that something is gone. Yes. So I remember I brought up this question. You did. You. <laughs> Very first episode, I was like, How? "Was it the first episode I brought?" This I think so. I think I, I think really. I thought it was much later. I, I did bring it up at some. Point. You brought it up twice, actually. I think oh, one I did. First episode, <laughs> then once later, and I was like, "How did you... I can't believe he had that thought?" And look at that. Yeah. Looks like the abortion questions solved. Not really quite. That's a lot more complicated, and we shouldn't talk about that here. But we there not- we go. <laughs> no, no, we are done talking about that. But, are, yeah, not touching down the tin foot stick. But there you go. There was that was a joke, by the way. That's not any way. I know. So, and, but it's it's really it. it I, but I, I just think this sequence is just so incredibly effective. I think that the I you know we saw the departure happen once, but it was with people we didn't even know like we had no idea who any of these people were now we are seeing it with all the people that we care about in this story we're seeing what they saw and the trauma that it must have caused yeah you know honestly yeah after going through that i'm gonna probably go to seven out i'm gonna bump it down one okay and then I'm going to bump it back up by two. We're going up to nine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Minus one plus two. Yeah. Uh, I'll, give uh, I'll give it a nine. That's I, I love how it, it ties in so many things that we've already seen that, that kind of made sense, but yeah. not really. And now they fully do. It's, I, a, it's a lot of fanfare, like tying in stuff. Yeah. And it's a lot of payoffs in this episode. And not that many questions. Right? You're left with a lot more answers than questions, surprisingly. Well, it's a full flashback episode, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah, I think that's, I think that's not unexpected from an episode this late in the season. That's all flashback. Mm-hmm. That you're gonna get more answers than Fair questions. Enough. But but don't forget, we have plenty of questions yet. Oh, certainly, yes. Yeah. So so, things still to be answered. Yeah, because I mean, we. So anyway, I have some final questions that I wanted to talk to you but i'm excited i'm very excited that you bumped it up to a nine i think it's definitely worthy of a nine um do you think that do you are do you like the placement of this episode or do you think it breaks up the momentum that, and- yeah, that's what i was thinking i was wondering if you swapped this episode in the last one and uh, my answer I, I tell you what ask me that question after i watch the finale i don't yeah. know i think it depends on the finale and i, I my, my main thing is how does this impact me watching the finale like do i watch the finale and go oh lordy with that baby oh okay this makes much more sense. Like, like yeah if this impacts how i view the finale then certainly i think it's fine where they put it i think it's even fine they put it right before the finale but if i watch this and it doesn't really impact the finale all that yep. much i might go okay you should have put it before the last one or even 
maybe make this the finale in a weird way make the other one i don't well, you know you could have swapped around the order a bit yeah so, yeah like so, I said, yeah i'm not let me see the finale and i'll yeah. answer that question right now uh i don't know i don't i really don't know it depends on okay. the finale is I don't yeah know. i i definitely don't think this should be the finale i, I the oh. finale is the finale for sure <laughs> so but this this is this is i don't think i don't know where i would put it if it wasn't here i think it's placed pretty much where it should be do you think it could be episode eight you don't think you can swap the two because because the thing about the prior so episode seven it ends with him looking trying to reach for the a magazine and then i think you could place this episode and then start up episode nine because episode nine from what i see of it kind of moves into the finale with patty's death and whatnot so i i think i think you could swap this in the last episode i th- I, I, think I like so. i like this coming after caro because of patty yeah let's say patty talks about small things like the cigarette smoking stuff but the fact that patty talks to kevin at all like i really like I love uh, I love knowing all that we know about Patty and seeing just like the confidence and the power that she holds over everybody she contacts in that in that episode in Cairo and then the very next episode seeing her as this just like shell of herself. That's very true. That is yeah. very, I didn't think that is very true. Yeah. So I, I, I lose that. <laughs> yeah, so I do like the placement of this episode. I, I, I don't think it breaks the momentum too much. I don't. I think it, if anything, it makes me more excited for the finale. <laughs> um, I will tell you the penultimate episode of season two. I don't feel that way about, <laughs> and it is primarily a flashback episode as well. Um, although I think there's not entirely flashback, but I do think that kind of breaks the momentum a little bit in season two. But in, in this case, I, I love it here. I, th- I think it's perfect. And one of the things that I love most about this episode is I love seeing so clearly how the departure changed these characters, mm-hmm. you know, how it changed. It, it, I, and actually, I, I, I'd like to talk to you about which characters you think were uh, the most jarring to see because they were so different. And, I mean, obviously, Lori, Jill, well, yeah. uh, Lori, Jill, and Patty are, are the three to me Patty as well yeah. that, that are the most jarring to see and 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 see the impact that departure had on these people. You know, Patty, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, in a lot of ways, Patty is almost like a John Locke type character, <laughs> like Tabula Rasa, and this yeah, this tragic like... event happens, and she just blossoms out of it. You know, it, she it, does better it, in this environment than real environment. Yeah. Yes, so it's, it's like really, a moth, like a moth. You can uh, almost see her reach your arm through the ground to oh free God. yourself, much <laughs> like, like a spoon of a moth. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But better if you showed it to me than me seeing it <laughs> or thinking of it. I mean, anyway, if you don't know that reference, you should listen to the Lost Moth episode. You should absolutely. <laughs> oh man, what did you think was the most impactful departure? Like, which one hit you the hardest? Norris, yeah, for sure. Norris, I think it's the hardest. I, I, uh, just because yeah. I don't, I you know, I don't really know about uh, Lori's baby all that much, and now, now this makes me wonder her motives a lot. And yep, and I, I'm assuming the finale will hit on this in some way. Maybe not, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, and, and just e- even if the finale does nothing to do with what happened in the past, and I think it will. But even if it has nothing, I'm still very excited for it because they did listen that that wonderful Cairo, Cairo, oh, whatever you want to say episode wonderful wonderful it's just 
I love it so much. It's a great setup episode. Oh yeah. But not only is it setting up, it's paying off. So oh. Mm. Oh yeah. Just, just lovely. Can't wait. Mm. So good. So good. The Nora's family really impacts me too. And, and I honestly, you know, I, I am a parent of two kids. Yeah, but let's say you are a family. You are a nuclear fa- family. <laughs> And, and there have been plenty of times where I've lost my patience with my kids. So I, I really sympathize with Nora in that moment. Like I, Griffin has spilled my, my oldest son has spilled stuff and I've like gone off on him. And, and, to, and if I think about the, him like disappearing right after I just yelled at him for spilling something, I, I couldn't live with myself like that. That is devastating. So do you yell at him and go, okay, wait, before you disappear. And you know, give him a hug or something. No, I don't. But obviously, I. <laughs> but but if you watch Nora, like as she's drying off her phone, she looks up to the sky and as as though she's praying. Hmm. And and you know maybe it's she's praying for her phone to work again. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, certainly. I mean, that's, it sure that's could be interpreted as probably very annoyed by her family right now. Yeah, yeah. Seemed but. to be even when she was getting that job, she was like, oh, listen. Yeah, I just don't want to be home. Uh, I need know, something for myself. Yeah, yeah. So, it, the, well, anyway, do, is there anybody in this episode that this episode helps you understand better? Let me think. Uh, you know, it doesn't make me understand Kevin better, actually. No, oh, it maybe it does. It, yeah. yeah, it doesn't make me understand him better. I mean, now I I know about his life. I know what happened, but it doesn't. Make me understand him better at all, really. It's just funny to say, but yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, th- Tommy makes me understand Tommy better, and his relation to his dad. I feel yep. like he's close to that. Lori, obviously. Lori for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think Patty. Pat- yeah, yeah, you say Patty. Yep. Um, and then Jill. I guess you could say Jill as well, because you can see how much she loves her mom. Yeah. And how she is. Yeah, and how her mom leaving would devastate her for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's great. So I wanted to run by this by this was a really popular theory for a while. um, And I don't, I don't tend to subscribe to this theory because of stuff that happens later. But the theory was that the departure happened to people who were kind of wished away in the moment. Oh, so 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 an instantaneous moment occurred. And if anyone was wished away in that moment, yeah. So Nora's family, Lori's baby, the uh, the Kevin was having an affair with, the the crying baby at the laundromat, like uh, you know, what we know of the people who departed. I mean, that's a good theory. I like it. That's a right, yeah. It's a cool theory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Cool theory. My 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 argument to that would be: there's a lot of people in this world. Yeah. And I feel like at any given moment. Someone's wishing away everybody. pretty high power people. No, not everybody, but like more than two percent. Maybe not. Two percent's actually quite a bit. Yeah. You know what? Actually, maybe maybe I will buy it. All I would say is I would only buy that theory though if famous people were wished away more on average than your common folk. Because <laughs> I feel like I feel it wouldn't that be the case? I'm, right? Yeah, you're probably right. Because more people know them, so standards, especially unpopular famous people, so infamous people even. Yeah. But just yeah, people in like the spotlight because I feel like there'd be 
they're on average on people's thoughts more often, so there's more of a chance they're being wished away. But anyway, that's just the mm-hmm. only thing. I think that's an interesting theory, though. I think that's I, I, it's a very interesting theory, and I don't think I don't subscribe to it ultimately. But bec- that's because I know more about what happens later. Like, I, it, I I think I don't I don't ever want to give any rhyme or reason to the departure because I I preach there is no rhyme or reason. Right. <laughs> the way it was made, and I do like that I've never um. I'm really stapled on. In yeah. fact, I, I keep forgetting that they don't realize they're not coming back. I right. But the 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 more interesting piece of that theory to me, though, is, and again, we really always must remember that we're focused on the people who are still here, not the, the people who departed. Um, the really interesting theory, part of that theory is that the people that, we've, that we're focused on, the ones that, that we're watching, were probably wishing people away in that moment. And so now, regardless of whether or not that's the reason that people departed, these people have to live with that guilt. Mm. And, and living with that guilt and, and, and living with the, the idea that in the last moments that you were to be with these people, they were not positive thoughts, they were negative thoughts. Okay, living with that and dealing with that and coming to cope with that is a big part of what this show is about so yeah. i i i want to be noted that so if you, if you get a plate of food and mm-hmm. you eat two percent of it do you consider the rest the leftovers yeah i guess so no you're a madman okay no <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> there we go um Oh, I mean, are you, if you're eating them the next day, then they're left. <laughs> oh yeah, that's actually fair enough. Yeah, actually, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess if I do take a whole, even if I took a whole meal, I'd proof the next day. Okay, fair enough. I would draw that. Okay. There was. Oh, I can't remember. I had a different question now. It was a small one. I can't remember now. That's okay. So you excited for the finale? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm moderately excited. Let's see. Let's see if they flub it up. Sorry. Well, I will tell you a couple bits about the finale. First of all, I will tell you that um, they did not know whether or not they would have a season two. Oh, yeah, this is what my question was going to be. So you're telling me the first season follows the book very closely, you said? Or? No, it's not all that closely. Oh, but okay. I would say that all of the inf- all of the material from the first from the book is covered in the first season. And oh. so after the first season, there's not. Like, not really anything from the book. Okay. Got it. From what I understand, I haven't read the book. Me so. Yeah. Just for those out there that maybe did, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So then, mind. So they're making an ending, and they don't know if they're gonna. So they have to make a good enough ending, while yeah. maybe leaving some room open. Yes. I think a series like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, and we also have to remember that this is Damon Lindelof's first project since Lost, which had a notoriously poorly received... Wait, really? I didn't know this was his first series since Lost. Yeah. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah the big pressure. So there's a lot of pressure um, on, on Lindelof. And so they... with And the same thing happened at the end of season two. They didn't know if they would get a season three. Season three, they knew, was the last season. So, That's nice. Okay. Yeah, it's very nice. So <laughs> with season one and two, both of them, and he's given interviews about this, he was very conscious of the idea that I have to make sure that, that I give a satisfying ending to the series in case we don't get another season. But then I also want to make sure that I leave enough uh, intrigue 
for another season. If, yeah, if we do. So, um, so definitely that, catch twenty two kind of thing, or it's a yeah. hard thing to balance. Well, I'll tell you, I, I love every every season finale as the end of the series or as the end of the season. And listen, it's stupid. I think of different TV shows that do it pretty well. Uh, some endings of Dexter were done really well. I thought some season yeah. finales where I was like, you could have you could have stopped it right there. Yeah, famously, I <laughs> what? Don't believe his lies. No, seriously, famously, like the season four finale, I would have been okay oh, with that. Oh, season four series. finale, yeah. I think you could have ended the series there. I'd be like, you know what? Fine, I'll take that. Yep. Or yeah, uh, and there's some others now that they don't come off the top of my head, but I mm-hmm. think you certainly that's a lot in series, and it's I, but it's hard for me. It's hard to make a season finale for me. That's also a good series finale. For example, I said the last episode, Cairo. I said that would have been a good season finale. I felt like that could have been a season finale. It could have been. And I thought I would have given that a pretty good season finale, but that wouldn't have been a good series finale. Obviously not. Right. That's a terrible series finale. There's too many questions left open yeah. there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you, you can definitely do it. And I'll, I'll, I'll judge whether I think he does, he's done it or not. I think, I, yeah. Well, the season finale is called The Prodigal Son Returns. And maybe Daughter. Mm. No. And by IMDb rating, it is the highest rated of the season. Whoa, really? Yep. 9.4 oh. average IMDb rating. I am I'm excited then. <laughs> my so, my hype is high. But speaking of hype, you know what else people's oh. hype should be high for? I have a feeling you're keeping the surprise <laughs> is next week. Think about it everyone. I'll tell it in the beginning. I'll probably have to go in a long tirade explaining it. Not only to the listeners, but to Mr. Sal, who doesn't know about it. I'm telling you, he doesn't know. And he's not going to like it, so I'm going to have to convince him to keep it in the show. But this is the beginning of the episode you're going to do this next week? Yeah. Yeah. It's just to introduce the finale, or like, just, yeah. The surprises for every season finale episode. You know, people want to leave after they get the surprise, fine, but... (laughs) No, don't leave. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, do it if you want, but joke's on you, because... Probably ain't all that great. So, just kidding. Well, you might I, be excited for the finale. Be more excited for the surprise. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I I am interested. I don't know if I'm excited. I, I you're not excited, really. When have I ever hyped up anything this much in my life, to you, Mister Sal? Oh my God, I don't think ever. This exactly. Is... It's been like almost a month. <laughs> But you've also told me that I'm going to hate it. That is true. And that's that's you've probably never had that in your life, have you? I've put you in a weird dilemma of I I've given you hype for something that you're going to hate. I'm telling you, Mr. Sal, you're not gonna like it. Oh man. But you should be hyped for it nonetheless. But what have I said countless times in this very podcast? Don't believe his lies. So, I was trying to do something special there, Mr. Sal. No, seriously, people, you guys are gonna love it. Maybe it won't be the best thing to slice bread. I think it will be it's for you guys to decide, especially if you're allergic to wheat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> yeah, if you're allergic to wheat, then this will definitely be better. Yeah, yeah, if you're allergic to gluten or bread in any way, yeah, you'll definitely like this better than sliced bread. I hope. <laughs> I don't have much competition, so yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else you want? Well, please feel free to give us those five-star ratings, write us some sweet, sweet reviews, and ask or recommend us to friends, family, strangers, and neighbors. 
flood your Facebook feed and uh, Twitter profile yeah. with with praise for show hoppers. And... Do people still keep carrier pigeons around? Some people do that as a hobby. If you have a carrier pigeon, feel free to you know tie some notes to them, let them go, see where it goes. Maybe put some bottle. Go go by the ocean. Uh, beaches are probably should be hopefully pretty empty. Go get some bottles. Put some uh, notes in there. Watch Showhopper's podcast. Hopefully by then we'll have an even bigger backlog. You know, just start writing down a bunch of episodes. Corkscrew it. Toss her in there. See where she ends up. Maybe someone will find it. I can't believe you brought up carrier pigeons. <laughs> Why? <laughs> then the finale. If that's in the finale of the leftovers, I'll be very impressed. They're they're somewhere in the leftovers. <laughs> there you go. Uh, on the top of my game. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. Anything else you want to add, Kurt? No, I'm all good. Okay, well, thanks a lot, and hopefully we'll see you next week for this exciting finale and ex- even more exciting yet disappointing surprise. Just for Mr. Sal. Thank you, everyone. Bye now.